Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, my friends? Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Glad you're here. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Hey, we've got a great, uh, I got a great episode for you today. We got my buddy Rick Mulready that is hanging out with us, and uh, Rick is the go-to guy when it comes to online advertising. So, in today's conversation, we discuss all types of online advertising from Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Google ads. Uh, we talk about like how does online advertising even work? Uh, what should even be like if you have an ad and, and someone clicks on it and they're interested in hiring you to speak, uh, what should even be on that landing page after someone clicks your ad? So we discuss all of that. Some And this is something that I've dabbled with a little bit myself in the past in order to get speaking engagements. And uh, Rick really shares some great ideas and strategies on how speakers can use online advertising for booking speaking engagements and just finding uh, potential leads and how you can do that on, on all the different platforms, Google, Facebook, YouTube, to really share some quality insights, the pros and cons between each of those. So uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of this. Hey, uh, also, let me remind you, if you haven't already, we'd love for you to join us on one of our upcoming free trainings where we're teaching all about how to find and book paid speaking engagements. So we walk through the speaker success roadmap and uh, teach you exactly how to find and book those engagements. So make sure you join us sometime. Stop by uh, freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com. And we uh, look forward to seeing you there sometime. All right, let's get right into it. Here is my uh, conversation with my buddy Rick Mulready uh, as we talk all about online advertising for speakers. Enjoy. What's up, my friends? Hey, today I'm hanging out with my buddy Rick Mulready, and I'm uh, I have high expectations for this conversation because we were just talking beforehand. We've been discussing the concept of doing this for nearly a year, and uh, now now it's here. And so, uh, no pressure, but you got to live up to the hype. You're already <laughs> well, it's nervous. Been like, it's a, it's yeah. been like nine months. I am nervous with that kind of intro. It's like, man, dude, it, we better bring this, it. This better be this better be better strong. Be good. <laughs> Rick Mulready, how are you today, brother? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? Thanks doing for having well. me on here. Oh, it's an honor to, to chat with you and hang out with you today. So first of all, we're going to be getting into advertising for speakers. And and is advertising, especially in the online world, is advertising, whether it's, it's Facebook ads or Google AdWords or LinkedIn or YouTube or Pinterest or all these different advertising options we hear about, is that even a feasible option for speakers and how we would, we would use that? So before we get to that, uh, for people that aren't familiar with you, give us an overview of uh, who you are, what you do. And you've got a, you've got quite a fun background and, and then uh, you, you teach a lot on on exactly what we're covering today. So give, give us that snapshot. Yeah. So I, I focus on on Facebook advertising for entrepreneurs and, and small businesses and, and teaching them how to use Facebook ads to, to really automate leads and sales. I mean we all you know we all hate the the, the roller coaster that of of you know more revenue one month and no revenue or a little revenue in the next month and and what Facebook ads can really do is help level that off and just really automate the whole process so that you're not having to worry about where those leads and sales are coming from every month. So that's what I teach. And, and I teach it for 
online businesses, local businesses, people who want to manage Facebook ads for other businesses. We have the podcast, Art of Paid Traffic. So we talk about all that stuff as well as uh, different uh, online ad platforms and so forth. And I've actually been doing this stuff. I've been in the online advertising space for 17 years, a little over 17 years now, starting way back in the dial-up days of AOL. I was having that conversation with somebody the other day. They're like, wait, really? Like when you heard the dial-up, the crazy dial-up <laughs> sound and there were discs? Yes. <laughs> That's when I started back at AOL. So I've been at, I was at AOL for about five years in their uh, operations side of online advertising. So we were implementing all the ad deals that were being sold and then moved out here to the West Coast. I worked for Yahoo, did account management and sales there in online advertising, then transitioned fully into sales where I was working with, went to work for a company called Vibrant Media, which is a contextual advertising platform. Worked for a year at Funny or Die, which is Will Ferrell's online platform. So doing mm-hmm. a lot of video and stuff like that. So then really in 2010, I started to get the itch with, with Facebook ads and saw the opportunity there. And I was still in the corporate world, but I decided to kind of dive in and teach myself as much as I possibly could because of my background. I loved it. And yeah, that was seven and a half years ago. And been using and studying and and everything with Facebook ads for about seven and a half years now. And Facebook ads is something that I personally we we do a lot with. It's something that that's a huge huge part of it and really key piece to our business. And I think for a lot of people that are, are familiar with Facebook ads, oftentimes it is used and online advertising in general. It's it's used to offer some type of product. But in our situation, we have a lot of speakers that are hanging out with us that are saying, I don't have any like physical or digital product to offer. I have I have a service, whether that's speaking or coaching or consulting. Do you think just like, and we'll get into the nitty gritty, but like, do you think Mm -hmm. like online advertising, depending whatever the platform is, can work for selling some type of service? Absolutely. And I think it's all about how you position it. You know, I mean, for, especially for, for speakers, I mean, on Facebook, especially, and then we look at YouTube, you know, platforms like YouTube and so forth, the opportunity to get on video and showcase yourself as a speaker, as a subject matter expert, and then the ability to target people so you know, specifically and granularly, all the data that Facebook and, and Google obviously has with YouTube. But I mean, it's amazing. So you can get in front of your audience that you're trying to reach, you're trying to attract those speaking gigs and so forth. So yeah, I absolutely think that it's it's a online advertising as a whole is a viable strategy for getting more getting more speaking gigs. Let's talk about the different platforms and different options. So I know for me, uh, one thing I I mentioned to you offline that I used to do is I used to actually run a lot of of Google AdWords just for us personally. What we would do is we would set up some different landing pages specific to the keywords that we were targeting. That was just kind of a a one-page summary of my speaking and if someone wanted more information. And and especially with speaking, because there's such a high ROI, let's say you were charging $3,000 for speaking engagements. I mean, I know for me, for a while, I was was spending like $100 a month on Google AdWords. So it's kind of like if I got one gig a year, it more than paid for itself. And that's definitely one of the huge benefits of speaking and the potential fees that are associated with it versus if you're selling a, you know, a $15 book, you you just got to move a lot of books to make it worth it. Yeah. So the different platforms, you've got Facebook, you've got YouTube, you have Google. What are some of the, the pros and cons to each of them? If I'm a speaker and I'm wanting to advertise, which platform should I be paying attention to? Which one should I be avoiding? Well, I mean, I don't know that necessarily it's more of an avoiding thing. Like I would sort of start where I would look at where can I start with the low hanging fruit? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the easiest to get into with the least, you know, barrier to entry basically. And that's Facebook. I mean, because, you know, there's all these, you always hear like how complicated it is to to, to set up your ads. Well, (laughs) I would encourage you to test out setting up your Facebook ad and versus setting up like a YouTube ad you know, in the, or in the AdWords, you know, setting up your AdWords campaign, because that is a lot more elaborate. 
you know, there's a lot more nuance and settings and stuff like that that you really have to understand. And I'm not saying that Facebook isn't like that, but it's a lot more user friendly. I mean, it's very much like sort of a flow from start to finish on that. And, you know, with over 1.4 billion people on, on Facebook, great place to start. Obviously, huge audiences on YouTube and, and Google, obviously. But with the barrier to entry, the ability to so, you know, definitely target your target audience with the focus on video, getting more love, essentially, in the newsfeed on Facebook, I think it's a great place to start. You're also going to see, oftentimes, a lot, definitely compared to AdWords, you are very likely going to see excuse me, cheaper costs on Facebook because AdWords is so competitive. Mm -hmm. And not that Facebook ads aren't competitive because they certainly are, but for like the, you know, for the more popular terms and stuff that you're trying to target or audiences, you're likely going to see, not all the time, but you're likely going to see a a more, it's going to be more cost efficient to do it on on Facebook. You know, when, when it comes to YouTube, YouTube is still a very unchartered, platform, un- mm-hmm. unchartered opportunity for advertisers. And that's something I'm looking to do more of this year in, in my business because of that fact. Like it's still, there's, yes, a lot of advertisers on there, but still like people just don't really know what they're doing on there. And it's, it's just, it's a big opportunity there. So yes, cost can still be, you know, cheaper there to do for, for you know, as far as a cost per click or, or something like that. But again, there's that barrier to entry of like, how the heck do I set all this stuff up? And so for that reason, I would definitely say Facebook. Okay, let's talk about Facebook for a second. I'll be devil's advocate. My hesitation with speakers and running ads on Facebook has always been, if I personally am on Facebook, I'm typically there to browse to look at, you know, pictures of my neighbor's cat or whatever. And yeah. So I'm just there to like kind of goof off. And I'm not necessarily in the buying mode of... Yep. I'm a conference planner and I'm there on Facebook to look for a speaker. Whereas on like Google, for example, if I'm looking for a speaker, I'm typically going to do that on Google, not necessarily on Facebook. So what are your, what are your kind of thoughts on that? And again, we're talking specifically about speaking, but this could be any type of like professional service, whether that's coaching or consulting or, you know, are people in the mindset of hiring some type of professional service when they're on Facebook? Well, they are because, I mean, you're right. It, Facebook is a very different type of platform than, say, Google AdWords, where you know you go into Google and you're actually physically searching or, or actually searching for something. Whereas, you're right, you're on Facebook and you are there to share with your friends and family and look at cat pictures and so forth. So it's a more of a pattern interrupt that you with your advertising. But with that said, I mean, when you were talking about that, another example that comes to mind is if I'm looking for a job, for example... Or if I'm looking to hire, you know, like you can get so targeted with your advertising on Facebook that you can put that type of message or marketing in front of, you know, your ideal audience. If like, so I'm looking to hire, let's just say I'm looking to hire, I don't know, a marketing manager. Mm-hmm. Well, I can target marketing managers, people who are marketing managers with yeah. that message or, you know, vice versa. If I'm, if I'm looking for a job, I could target a very like specific types of companies or even people in the like in the HR realm, that sort of thing. So I can get very targeted there. For speakers, I, I mean I think that it's an opportunity that you because you don't really see that. Like it's an opportunity there because not many people are doing it. Not that I've seen anyway. Have you seen that? I haven't Have really, but I, doing it? but I would agree. Like as someone who runs a lot of Facebook ads, I definitely would agree. And I think it would be, it might be helpful if you spoke to this a little bit on like how granular you can get, because a lot of times we just think like you put up an ad and it just, anybody and everybody sees it, but it's, yep. it's a, it's a very, very, very different experience. And if you put up a billboard on the interstate, 
you know, there's no rhyme or reason of who actually sees that. But right. when it comes to Facebook, I mean, it is ridiculous how much information that they have on us. So, so, yes. so for example, let's say, you know, I'm located in Nashville and let's say I wanted to speak to dentists about, you know, customer service. What mm -hmm. would I even like, where would I even begin on Facebook to start to target who those decision makers might even be? Yeah. I mean, well, so it, it well, I mean, the, the simple, simple form of that is like, if I want to target dentists, I can target dentists, like people who are dentists, mm -hmm. I can target them by job title, for example. But then, you know, oftentimes they're part of associations. I don't know. Is it the American Dental Association? Yeah. American know, Dental maybe, Association. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that they have a conference, right. you know, and so you can target that association, for example. Now, granted, you're not gonna be able to target every association out there, you know, or professional organization, but there are a whole heck of a lot of those that you can target specifically. So meaning like uh, you can target the American Dental Association and put your message in front of them, how, you know, you have value that you can be offering to dentists, right. you know, and, and just position it like, I think it's cool because it's, it's not a hard pitch. You're not selling them something necessarily. You're, the offer there is to learn more about you. Yeah. And yeah. to get in, in, to get in touch and, and to set up a conversation. So it's not like a physical, there's no money transacting right there. So it's, it's a softer sell. And I think, I really think that people who are looking for speakers would welcome this sort of opportunity, right? you know, to, as they're on Facebook and be like, oh, that's, you know, like, I, I think that sets you, like I mentioned before, I don't see many speakers doing this. So that would set you apart if that's something that you start doing. And right. if I'm hosting a conference and I'm seeing that, I, I mean, I would be thinking, whoa, that's pretty cool of that person to pretty ingenious to be thinking about, you know what, marketing their services out there and, uh, and, and using a platform like Facebook to get in front of the ideal audience. Right. And again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's, it's not like necessarily you have to spend you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, maybe it's that you're spending, and maybe you can speak to this, but even just mm -hmm. 10 bucks a day. Yep. And when you're really super targeted and you're not just appealing to, you know, anybody that lives in a certain state, but you're targeting, you know, dentists who live in a certain state who um, are a part of, you know, the American Dental Association Facebook yep. group, you know, or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. you can get, and even if you wanted to go even more granular, you could start targeting by not just Tennessee, you could target by just Nashville, you know, yep. and really start to narrow it down at that point of who exactly you're, you're targeting. So how much should we be spending per day? It's a bit difficult to know, like what our ROI is even going to be on it. And I, yeah. I felt that way, even though, you know, we sell a digital product, that anytime you're putting out dollars in online advertising, you're like, I hope this works and I hope right. someone buys the thing that I'm offering, product or service. So yeah. where should we even begin from, from that standpoint? Right. I get that all the time. Is like, how much should I be spending on my ads? And, and I kind of look at that in sort of a two-phase a two phase answer. The, the first, this very simplest way to answer that is, what is your budget? Yeah. You know, what can you afford to do? Now, if you're like, well, if you're thinking like, well, I have, I don't really have a budget. I can, I got money to spend on this. Okay, great. Like you really don't need to spend more than say $10 a day to get started. Now, granted, if you are able to spend, spend a little bit more, you're going to get data and results a lot faster, but you can get results fairly quickly on a very low budget of like $10 a day. And then sort of the second part of that answer and the longer one was what you just mentioned, Grant, is that like you do need to run some ads to figure out, okay, what is the ROI on my ads? And so if you're like, all right, I'm, I've, I've been running some ads for a little while. I know at this point that for every, I don't know, $100 that I, that I put in there, I'm making a, you know, 
$200 back. Let's just keep it super simple yeah. and on the, on the lower side. So I want to, don't want to set expectations too high, but like the more ads that you run, the more data that you have, and you can look at the numbers to calculate, okay, what is that ROI? So as soon as you have that sort of, you know, historical sort of view into what your ROI mm-hmm. is, you can say, okay, for every dollar I put in, I'm getting $2 out, spend away. If someone's giving me $2 back and I'm giving them a dollar, I'm going to do that all day long. Right. But you do have to kind of get to that point to be able to figure that out and, and, and sort of make those calculations. Yeah. So I think it's, it's very accurate. And I know from my own experience, like anytime you're, you're spending money on online advertising upfront and even long term, it can be risky because you don't necessarily know what the potential ROI may be. But, you know, again, you can start really, really, really small. And so maybe you're, you're willing to just say, I'm just going to try 10 bucks. Part of the thing also to consider is it may be the type of thing where, especially when it comes to speaking, some organizations and, and event planners aren't looking for speakers, but only, you know, once a year or something. And mm-hmm. so even though you run an ad at a time where they're not necessarily looking for a speaker, that just staying top of mind and that brand awareness type of thing where maybe they don't buy the thing that you're offering right now, but they think of you long term just because they've seen you pop up up a few different times on their Facebook feed or on Google or, or somewhere. And so it makes it, I don't know, it almost makes it feel like, wow, this person's everywhere right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I mean, like I just got, I'm going to be speaking at social media marketing world next in 2018. What is the end of very end of February, first couple of days of March. And I mean, it's May 2017 right now. And they've, that's already booked. You know what I mean? It's yeah. already in there. So I mean, you know, I mean, these conferences and events and so forth are planning really far out. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, like you said, you never know when you're kind of hitting them. And you can also look, do the research too. If there are conferences or events that interest you in speaking at, do the research, find out when they are and sort of like, all right, you know what, whatever, we're in June and that event's not till the f- January. They're probably thinking about that, you know, booking the speakers now let's try to get in front of those people now. But yeah, being top of mind, allowing people to feel like, yeah, we're, that person's in front, you know, in front of me and they're, they're everywhere, every, everywhere I look. This person is really relevant. I want to talk to that person. We've talked about Facebook. Let's talk about Google for a second. Is it basically pretty similar? And I guess maybe even one thing before we get to that point is for people who are just like, I'm brand new to online advertising in general, what am I paying yeah. for? Am I paying for clicks? Am I paying for only when someone clicks? Am I paying when someone sees the ad? How does that work? Well, with Facebook, you have the option. When you set your ad up, you give it an objective. Facebook calls an objective. So if my goal is to simply drive traffic to my contact page so people can, you know, fill that out and have a conversation with scheduled conversation, then traffic is the objective that you choose. And then from there, you can either choose to pay on clicks on the link I mean, clicks to the landing page or like impressions, for example. Whereas on AdWords, you can you have that sort of the stereotypical type of thing that you think about when it comes to pricing is what's my cost per click. Mm-hmm. And so you do, you know, you can do bidding and stuff like that. So you've got different options there for what you want to pay for. Now, I would recommend though, when it comes to AdWords, like I said, you can go in there and set stuff up yourself, of course. And my understanding is, is that the, I've heard this time and time again, that the reps at Google, like that are helping you out with AdWords are very good. Facebook has caught up pretty quickly. Uh, They're much better. But I think that from a accessibility standpoint, like literally like getting them on the phone, for example, is really, really good with, with Google AdWords. And so if you've got questions, you've got that resource to be able to do it. 
just know going into it that that that, that interface is a little bit intimidating and you know it might take you a little time to to try and figure out. And one of the things you've kind of touched on is the more kind of broad and vague you are in what those keywords are that you're quote unquote bidding on, the more expensive it's going to be. So if you're bidding on, you know, motivational speaker, that's pretty generic. And so it's going to end up costing a lot more for anyone that's going to click on your ad on, on Google yep. uh, and on Facebook. But if you are targeting something like Nashville, Tennessee, motivational speaker, high school speaker, something yeah. that's a, a lot more long tail keyword than yep. those keywords are going to end up being not only a lot cheaper, but they're also going to be, if someone's searching for that thing and your ad pops up and they click on it, there's a good chance you are exactly what they are, are looking for. Yeah. So can you speak a little to that on, on maybe like how to, uh, because Google set up more on the keyword type of structure on, on choosing keywords? You can do the keyword based, you know, it's the the stereotypical type of uh, targeting that when most people think of when they think of Facebook, they're like, well, I want to target this Facebook page. You know, people who have an interest in this page. It's keyword based in Facebook as well in their what they call detailed targeting section. So yeah, I mean, if you go into AdWords, you'd want to come up with, what am I looking to do with my campaign? Who am I looking to get in front of? And then coming up with a list of keywords based on what your goal is there. And they've got tools in there. They've got, you know, keyword generators that can help you figure out and build out that list. And again, you can also try that list over on, on Facebook as well. But yeah, I mean, th- it's really about doing that work up front before you even start the campaign. It's like, all right, being really clear on what your goal is. Why am I doing this campaign in the first place? Why am I running AdWords? Why am I running Facebook? Whatever I might be doing. Why am I doing that? What's my goal? Who do I want to be reaching? And what am I putting in front of them? So actually in either platform's instance, it would be like, what's my offer? Mm-hmm. And the offer here would be basically you're trying to set that conversation up to have that conversation with people, have them reach out to you to get more infer- information. Right. And when it comes to AdWords, yeah, you do have all those keyword options. But you know, remember that like as we started talking about, Google AdWords is more of a pull. Meaning like when we talk about advertising, it's push and pull. Mm-hmm. Whereas on Facebook, it's more a push because people aren't physically, you know, they're not on there to look for, you know, what can I purchase today? Or I'm looking to, you know, I'm looking to research this particular topic where on, they're on Google, they are doing that. And so it is, you're catching on, on Google. It's a little bit more of like someone's physically searching for something that hopefully that you are, that you're offering and thus your AdWords uh, ad is going to come up there. So it is a little bit of a, you know, a different story on each one. Yeah. And to piggyback on the, on the research portion that you were talking about, I think one thing that's been helpful is to kind of reverse engineer and kind of think through the lens of if someone were on Google and they were searching for a speaker like me, what would they search for? What would be the words Mm -hmm. and even kind of reverse engineer and figuring out what are the, and you can do this by within Google analytics of figuring out what are the common keywords that are being searched for that you're popping up for, but doing some of that research to figure out, man, I'm this particular keyword I'm popping up for a lot. I should, you know, I should look into bidding on or adding that as a keyword to my Google AdWords account so that yep. I'm making sure that on at least on the ad side that I'm I'm showing up higher in, you know, in, in search rankings. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's unfortunately that it's that it's that upfront work that a lot of people don't want to do. Yeah. Like they just hear, oh, I hear how successful advertising on Facebook is or advertising on Google or YouTube, and they just want to jump right in and and start doing it, which is great, but you've got to do that sort of you got to lay the groundwork first. Like what you just said, we've been talking about here is like, what's the message? Who am I trying to reach? What's my offer? Like how, like, 
And I always tell people exactly what you just said, Grant, like work backwards from the end goal in mind and reverse engineer it. And that becomes your quote unquote sales funnel for your campaign of what you're trying to do. But it's that it really is that upfront work that will say, that will definitely set you apart from other people out there who are doing this this kind of advertising. So we've talked about Google. We've talked about Facebook. I want to touch on YouTube. I have zero experience with YouTube, Facebook yep. ad, or YouTube ads, but outside looking in, they seem very appealing, especially for speakers, because one of your best marketing tools as a speaker is, is video of you actually speaking. So it seems yep. like then just from talking with event planners, that the two places that they typically go when they're looking for speakers, they go to Google and they also go to YouTube because I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to go to YouTube and I'm going to look up, you know, motivational speaker or dentist speaker or whatever the keywords may be. So if I were going to get into advertising on YouTube, would that be beneficial for speakers? And if so, what would be some, like, how would that go about? Because it's it's, obviously it's more of a video-based thing versus a text-based or image-based thing that, you know, Google or Facebook is. So, So give us a nutshell on YouTube and how speakers might be able to use it. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I think it's a great platform to test out. For that reason, people are, you know, they're going to Google, they're going to YouTube to look for clips of speakers and, and, and so forth. And it's all set up within the AdWords platform. So it's the same sort of setup, but we're just talking about video here. And, you know, in simplicity's sake, there's different ways that you can do set up the ads on, on YouTube for when they're served. But, you know, simplistically you can it's the same sort of thing or you can set it up i should say that it's very similar to like on adwords so if you have a keyword you know you're on youtube so rather than you know a text link type of ad coming up you're getting a video mm-hmm. so or you can video or excuse me you can set up your ads to be shown on different topics and so forth you know we've all watched a video on youtube where there's a pre-roll meaning that video yeah. you got to watch beforehand or maybe like a mid-roll a video in the middle of the of what you're watching so you can set all that stuff up and you can do it by keyword, you can do it by topic and so forth. So it is very targeted, you know, because the worst thing is, is that, you know, when you are watching a video and you see an ad that's completely irrelevant to what you're watching yeah. and what, what are you going to do? You're going to tune that out. But if I am watching, I don't know, just very relevant type of video and I see an ad for, you know, a relevant type of speaker, for example, that is going to be it's a great user experience there. Right. So it is very similar to AdWords where you can choose where the video is seen based on what people are searching for. And rather than getting the text link type of ad like you would on AdWords, you're getting a, a video ad, which, as you said before, Grant, like this is what, you know, as a speaker, you want clips of yourself out there speaking. Right. Perfect platform for it. Cool. Okay. So uh, one other question I've got for you. So let's, regardless of if you do Facebook or Google or YouTube or whatever it may be, someone comes across my ad, they click on it. What should be on the other side of that? What's the page that they should go to? Should it just go to my homepage? Should it go to a, you know, a speaking page or a video page or where should that take them? Well, I mean, let me ask you is what, so what is the generally sort of talking about that reverse engineering? Mm -hmm. How do speakers generally get booked? Like generally what's the process? And we can kind of reverse engineer that. Yeah. So some of it depends on the time of year. So if I were going to, if I were going to answer that, I'd say you could probably do one of two things. One would be that you could do some type of true lead magnet. And so you could probably explain that. So in fact, we'll, we'll, let's come back to that and you can kind of talk that through. So some type Mm -hmm. of lead magnet where you're basically getting them to opt in to an email list and I'll let you come back to it. So the other thing would be to, you could do some type of speaking overview a page when, and ideally, again, like we were touching on earlier, using a tool like ClickFunnels or lead pages, where you could have a 
bunch of basically the same page, but it has some different keywords. So let's say that you speak to service professionals. So you speak to dentists, you speak to real estate agents, you speak to insurance agents, and you speak to lawyers, right? So four totally different worlds, but there's some overlap there. So you have four different, it's the same page, but in one you're using language for dentists and one you're using language for realtors and you know, so on and so forth. So having some type of video that they could view there, but then having a, like you said, and you, you touched on this earlier, but having some type of call to action that is getting them to contact you, um, yep. but in a very non-committal way of just like, just, hey, we're just trying to start the conversation. So for me, the biggest win, if I was trying to get a speaking engagement, is I want them just to respond to me, whether I'm sending an email, whether I'm, um, yep. um, they're watching an ad, I just want to start the conversation. If I can start a conversation, if I can get them on the phone, then I know that that's the direction I need to be headed. So something on that page that starts the conversation in a, in a very casual way. So that's probably yep. what I would be going for. Talk about a lead magnet and how that might fit in or, or what exactly that even is. Yeah. Well, I mean, first, I love the idea of that. I love having like a speaker profile page, basically information mm-hmm. about you, testimonials on there, maybe some videos about you of you speaking, having a contact form. And, you know, when people might hear like, well, you're targeting, let's just say you're interested in speaking in front of real estate agents, like you said, insurance and lawyers and dentists. Well, people are like, well, I don't, I have to create four different pages. Well, if you're using a tool like ClickFunnels or lead pages, you basically just build one. Like yep. you, you create your page, write your content, and you could duplicate it three other times. And yep. then all you're just changing is, you know, the keywords on that page. So it's very little work to not, in order to create multiple pages that are targeted to specifically who you want to speak to, which is a great point that I think we should definitely, like, we definitely shouldn't uh, sort of gloss over that. So if you are targeting, if you want to be speaking in front of multiple groups, like we just said, you want to be targeting those groups separately. So the messaging is specific to that group. So how you're going to be talking to dentists is going to be different than how you're talking to lawyers, for example. And so you want to be doing that in your ad and also on that landing page. Now, as going back to the lead magnet there, all a lead magnet is, is something that you're giving away in exchange for their email address or, or their first name and email address. Yeah. And so that way you're building an email list so that you can stay in regular contact with them. You know, and we generally look at it as the ability to give value and build a relationship with the person who's now joined your email list and eventually to sell to them. Yeah. And so you know, that could be another strategy where you're sending it to a simple opt-in page where you, know, you are giving something away on that page. Maybe it's just a free download or maybe it's a video, something like that that they actually have to opt in for in order to get that piece of content. Yeah, and so especially if you're, we'll just we'll keep coming back to the dental example for some reason. Let's just say that you are, are targeting dentists and, and wanting to, to speak to those groups and associations. I mean, your your lead magnet maybe just be something like, you know, here are five strategies to help improve customer service in your dental office, you know, or yeah. to improve, you know, to get your your clients to come back sooner, um, or other services that you can offer beyond just you know basic cleaning or whatever. And so just I think showing something like that, like like we touched on earlier, that speaking is very much like staying top of mind with people so that you're catching them at the right time of year. So if they only book speakers or reviewing speakers, you know, once or twice a year for a week or two, then if you're able to get them on an email list where you're able to build rapport and relationship with them, and maybe it's it's an email that you just send, you're just sending them an email once every couple of weeks with maybe just an article that you came across or an article that you wrote or some type of piece of content so that by the time that they get ready to start reviewing speakers, hopefully they're like, you know what? I've I remember that, you know, I've got several good emails from this one particular speaker. This may be someone we ought to, you know, we ought to look into. 
Yeah. And I mean, you're positioning yourself as the expert. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love the example that you just used, like, you know, five ways to whatever, improve your customer service or, or lower your office costs every, I don't know, whatever it is, but you're positioning yourself, you're giving something away that they can quickly digest. And that's really the key thing here is that when I hear somebody giving away like a 40 page PDF document, yeah. no one's going to read that, you know? So you want to give something away with a, with a quick win, meaning like they can consume it really quickly, take what they just learned and then go right into implementing whatever they just learned. So it's that opportunity to, as you mentioned there, Grant, like position yourself as the expert so that people see you like, oh, this person, you know, really gets our, our industry, gets our, what we're doing here. And we want to get that person to speak at our event. Beautiful. Let's wrap up with this. Any just kind of final words of wisdom for, for someone who's going, okay, I'm intrigued. I see the opportunity. My end goal is I want to book speaking engagements, but I mean, this sounds a little bit intimidating. It sounds a little bit overwhelming and it sounds like it could potentially be expensive and I don't know what it's going to lead to. So what, what words of wisdom would you have on that? What's the average sort of, and, and I know it goes across the board, but what's the average fee that somebody's going to get? Yeah, I would say for most speakers, they're going to be anywhere from a thousand to 5,000, especially okay. so, for people starting off. Yeah. So if you're spending, let's just say you're spending $10 a day, that's 300 bucks a month and it's $3,600, you know, like you said before, basically if you book one gig all year, you're yeah. going to at least pay for it, if not make money off of it. Right. You know, and if you are just breaking even, that and depending on if you're if you're generating leads, you know, building your email list, whatever you might be doing there, you are just like you like you said before, like we were talking about before, you're in front of these people on a regular basis. If you are advertising on a, on a, like on a week in and week out, most people aren't doing that. So yeah. that's the real benefit there is that you know what I can do this at a very inexpensive rate. The potential for the ROI there is really really good because again, all I have to really do is is do is book one gig you know, or one event or whatever it is during the year and I pay for it, it's your opportunity to be positioned as an expert with not a lot of money, not spending a lot of money. Right. And, and again, not many people are doing this for what I see. And so that is another factor that allows you to, you know, separate yourself from the other speakers out there. And so I would say, think about it from that perspective. You know what? Look, I don't need to spend a lot of money. There are plenty of tools out there to like, you know, like we talked about, lead pages or click funnels or whatever it is to set up these landing pages really fast. And, you know, I would say if you're looking to dive in, yes, it can sound all intimidating, intimidating, get a little education, you know, educate yourself enough to be dangerous. And then even if you're going to hire somebody else out to do it for you, at least, you know, you know, how to check the work and, and what you're looking at and so forth. But, you know, you really don't have much to lose in order to do it, especially when, not many of your competitors, if you will, are, are, are doing it. So it's an opportunity to set yourself aside or apart. Beautiful. All right, Rick. Well, thanks for the time, man. Hey, if people want to find out more about you, what you're up to, uh, where can we go? Yeah. And I'll, I'll just, I'll go ahead and recommend your, if people are interested in the, the, what we've been covering on the paid advertising, I'm a regular listener to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. It's a great one. I definitely recommend. If people want to find out more about you on, on the podcast, where, where can we go? Yeah, uh, rickmulready.com, R-I-C-K-M-U-L-R-E-A-D-Y.com is the site and Art of Paid Traffic is the podcast. Thanks, man. Beautiful. We'll link up to uh, all of that in the show notes. So thanks for hanging out with us, brother. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you, man. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rick Mulready. Definitely check out his stuff. Check out the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. Some really good stuff from, from Rick there. So I definitely encourage you to 
dabble, to try some of these different platforms. Maybe you want to try Google. Maybe you want to try Facebook. Maybe you want to try YouTube. Again, like we discussed, there, there's pros and cons between all of them. But figure out what makes sense for you and just try it. You know, one of the things like like I mentioned in my conversation with Rick is that you know the nice thing with speaking is that you have you can have the potential for a huge huge ROI with paid advertising. So it may be that you, you know, you spend $100 on ads and if that leads to a $1000 or a couple thousand dollar gig, that's a huge huge ROI. So definitely encourage you to uh, to give it a shot and see uh, see what it does for you. And also just let, let me know. Email me, shoot me a, a tweet and let me know uh, what kind of results you get from uh, your online advertising in, in terms of, of finding and booking speaking engagements. All right, my friends, that wraps up episode 139. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.